part of the Podcateers Network. It's the Quiz Guy Podcast, the only fun fact and quiz show on the Podcateers Network. Hey everyone, I'm Andrew, and thank you for joining me for the 45th time here at Quizneyland. Here at Quizneyland, I'll be bringing you fun facts and trivia from all aspects of the Walt Disney Company. On this episode, we will learn about the Baroque Hoedown, Pete's Dragon, the Hyperion Theater, and actors. So let's fly right into our first segment, Did You Know? Did you know the Baroque Hoedown was used in two completely different parades simultaneously? The Baroque Hoedown is a song by the duet of Perry and Kingsley from the 1967 album Kaleidoscope Vibrations. Most people today know it as the song used for the Main Street Electrical Parade. Baroque Hoedown was discovered by the original voice of Disneyland, Jack Wagner. Electronic music was very new at the time, and Jack had discovered a sample of electronic music that happened to be the Baroque Hoedown. The team working on the Main Street Electrical Parade all thought that electronic music for an electrical parade was a brilliant idea. It was decided to build the entire parade on top of Baroque Hoedown, a technique similar to It's a Small World, where one melody is overlaid over multiple synchronized arrangements. In this plan, instead of moving the audience through the arrangements, the arrangements would move past the audience. To turn Disney songs into electronic versions, they found artist Paul Beaver to program the new arrangements on a large modular Moog system. Work on a new version of Baroque Hoedown commenced in May 1972, but the demo was ultimately abandoned because it was felt to be unsatisfactory. With the planned premiere of the parade approaching, Wagner arranged to license the original Perry Kingsley version for use in the parade as a bass layer. Beaver then added additional melodies and effects. But the Main Street Electrical Parade did get its inspiration from somewhere. On October 5th, 1971, at the dedication of the Polynesian Resort, saw the first public showing of the Electrical Water Pageant. At the time, it was 14 barges with simple lighting floating around the lagoon. Disneyland management was in attendance at the festivities and were looking for a new piece of nighttime entertainment for Disneyland, as the current offerings of fireworks just wasn't keeping people in the park into the late evenings. Many people were generally leaving the park around 6 p.m. each night, so they thought, why not take the electrical water pageant, but put it on land? And that's how the Main Street Electrical Parade was born. But I did say it was used in two parades. Well, somewhat strangely, when the electrical water pageant became a nightly feature of the Seven Seas Lagoon, the exact same piece of music that was created for the original Main Street Electrical Parade was used for the electrical water pageant at Walt Disney World, despite the fact that the arrangement didn't fit the nautical imagery of the pageant at all. From 1972 to 1974, both the Main Street Electrical Parade and the Electrical Water Pageant had the exact same music. Both parades would adapt and change over the years, but still would use the Baroque Hoedown as their base. That is until 1996, when the score for the Electrical Water Pageant was changed and removed the Baroque Hoedown completely. It did, however, keep its Moog synth style. The Baroque Hoedown 
has made its way into many other Disney projects throughout history, including Tokyo Disney Dreamlights, Light Magic, and Paint the Night. It also has been used in the Fantasy Water Show at the Disneyland Hotel and in a segment of Remember Dreams Come True Fireworks Show. And that's all for this time on Did You Know? We will be back with the Quizneyland Quiz after a short word from our sponsor. Eye on the Globe continues to be the leading source for up-to-date news. Stock market crash? Eye on the Globe. Celebrity romance? Eye on the Globe. A professor turned explorer getting lost in an ancient ruin? Eye on the Globe. Whatever it is, wherever it is, Eye on the Globe will be there. And we're back, and it's time for... The Quizneyland Quiz! Here at the Quizneyland Quiz, I'll be asking you three trivia questions of increasing difficulty. You'll have about 20 seconds to come up with your answer. If you haven't figured out about halfway through, I'll pop them with a hint. And if you don't get the answer right, well, at least you learned something. Let's get started with question one. In the film Pete's Dragon, what is the name of the dragon? His name is not Pete. Time's up. The answer is Elliot. Elliot is a dragon with the ability to become invisible. He is depicted as a benevolent character who assists children in need like Pete. He is shown to be fairly clumsy even when flying. He is also shown to be very protective of Pete. In the original film, Elliot was created and designed by Ken Anderson. In one of the promotional posters, he is said to be 20 feet tall and 40 feet long. But in the actual film, he appears to be closer to 12 feet in height. And according to the song, It's Not Easy, he has a camel's head, a crocodile's neck, a crow's ears, and is half fish and half mammal. Pete's Dragon had a live-action remake in 2016. Let's move on to question two. On March 18, 2001, the Hyperion Theater at California Adventure hosted the premiere of what movie? It is a live-action children's action-adventure film. Time's up. The answer is Spy Kids. Guests at California Adventure saw the red carpet was rolled out along the streets of the Hollywood Pictures backlot to the Hyperion Theater. Celebrities in attendance included Lorenzo Lamas, Alan Thicke, Terry Hatcher, 
Keenan Ivory Waynes, Charlotte Ross, Robert Patrick, Cheech Marin, Danny Bonaducci, and the band Nobody's Angel. Now it's time for the final question. What character does actor Bill Barty, voice actor Corey Burton, and Muppet performer Dave Goals have in common? This character is from a theme park attraction. Time's up! Two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer, but a lovable fellow. From his head to his tail, He's a royal purple pigment, and there, voila, you've got a figment. The answer is figment. Figment was created by Tony Baxter for Journey into Imagination at Epcot. Figment's name came from an episode of Magnum P.I. in which a goat has eaten Higgins' flowers, and Higgins says, Don't tell me the goat is a figment of my imagination. Figments don't eat rare tropical flowers. Bill Barty voiced figment from 1983 to 1998 then by Corey Burton from 1999 to 2001, and finally Dave Goals from 2002 to present. A film centered around Figment is currently in development with Seth Rogen producing under his Point Frey Pictures banner. Well, that's our show. Thanks for playing. I hope you had fun and possibly learned something too. Until next time, one little spark lights up for you! And this has been our trip into... Quizneyland! Quizneyland is a proud part of the Podcateers Network. Our music was done by Cirque du Mask. Don't forget to follow Quizneyland on Instagram or join the Podcateers channel on Discord. Send any comments, questions, or suggestions to Quizneyland at podcateers.com. Part of the Podcateers Network.